Hi, everybody. Welcome to another chapter of Chaudhry. I hope you're safe and well. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Matea Caselli, who is from the Biopharma Group. And we're going to be looking back at 2020 and looking at the impact he's had on the freeze-drying sector. So, buongiorno, Matea. How are you? Long time no speak. Rizvan, good morning. Yeah, thanks for your time today. I'm very good. Thanks. Sir. Good to see you. Uh, I think we, yeah, we met uh, a couple of years ago uh, back in Berlin. So, glad to see you again. It's lovely to see you. In fact, last time it was a DDF summit and uh, we were doing a video then as well, but slightly different to that was you had to stand up and do a monologue to me holding a video, <laughs> holding a camera next to your poster. So hopefully this is a bit easier. And yeah. you said you, you're calling in from Italy, is that correct? That's correct. Yes, I'm working from uh, from Italy now for Biopharma, based in Italy, working remotely. So yeah, completely different scenario from you know what we had uh, a couple of years ago in, uh, in Berlin. So yeah. Brilliant. All right. So before we start talking about um, freeze drying, perhaps you can give people a very quick overview of Biopharma Group and also a little bit about your background as well. Sure. So I'm Mattia Castanelli. I'm technical manager in Biopharma, responsible for the consultancy services, uh, contract research, contract manufacturing services for Biopharma. Um, I did. Uh, um, so I, I've been uh, I've been working for Biopharma since 2018. And before that, uh, uh, I did a PhD in uh, Birmingham, University of Birmingham. And it was about uh, freeze drying uh, mainly within uh, the food industry. So Biopharma is a, a contract uh, a research organization uh, based in Winchester. Uh, we do a research uh, consultancy for, for companies. Uh, we also develop uh, analytical instrumentation, uh, training courses for, for companies. And also we provide uh, uh, machinery like freeze dryers. We are based in uh, Winchester, the UK, uh, but also we have offices in uh, France, uh, Ireland uh, and the uh, US. Uh, and we work with a lot of companies from uh, pharmaceuticals to diagnostics, uh, uh, biotech and food, for example. Right. OK, so uh, let's talk about freeze drying. So first, very basic question. What actually is freeze drying and why is it so important within pharma? Yeah, so freeze drying is a drying process, uh, freeze drying or life utilization, and it consists of sublimation of ice crystals into vapor. So rather than using a um, hot heat treatment uh, like head drying, uh, uh, we are just using, uh, um, we, we are freezing the product samples, then we decrease the pressure, and at that point, uh, a sublimation occurs. In that way, because we are, it's based, is a process based on uh, negative temperatures, we help retain uh, um, we help retain the activity stability of the product uh, or the active ingredient. Uh, so we limit uh, any damage to the stability. We avoid the degradation uh, of the of the molecules. So that's why freeze drying is so popular in uh, in pharmaceutical or diagnostics. Right. Okay. So looking back at twenty twenty, obviously it was a very unique year. Uh, how has it impacted the freeze-drying sector? Yeah, it was indeed a very peculiar year. So essentially, we noticed a, a significant increase in demand uh, in terms of diagnostics applications or for pharmaceutical application, like uh, obviously like vaccine. And because we are, uh, as I said, a, a CDMO, we kind of gauge the freeze-drying industry market and uh, yeah, so especially at the beginning of the year, and it's still ongoing, yeah, but especially at the beginning of, uh, of last year, 
there was a huge demand in uh, diagnostic uh, yeah. application, diagnostic products. Uh, and then towards the end of the year, uh, 2020, it was also um, about uh, uh, development uh, of potential uh, candidate vaccines. Right. And you mentioned um, diagnostic products. So how were you able to cope with the increased demand? Yeah, well, as you can imagine, uh, because uh, you know COVID uh, situation, uh, but also for other applications. So we noticed a huge increase in demand in, uh, um, in COVID, in, um, in diagnostics products, uh, like uh, IBD, IBD test. So what's an, IBD, of... what's an IBD tester, sorry? In vitro, in vitro diagnostics. Right. Okay. So yeah, essentially there's a, a, a product, a sample, and then you, you put the material taken from the patient, and then it will react, and we give you information: you're positive or negative. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it was quite, um, as I said, quite a peculiar year. So what we um, what we did. Uh, uh, it was to increase also um, freeze drying capabilities, uh, capacities in, uh, in in biopharma, but also in uh, all the freeze drying industry. It was something that uh, we we noticed, and to do so, especially for diagnostics applications, there are two main uh, approaches. One could be uh, take uh, um, the liquid with the reagents, uh, put in uh, in the specific container, which could be bias or well plates, uh, and then you put in the in the freeze dryer. Then uh, once they are dried, uh, you kit it, uh, you do a, a packaging, and then uh, uh, you you put that in the market. An alternative could be using uh, uh, bits or freeze-dried spheres. It's a different uh, preparation process, but at the, at the end, uh, you will have a freeze-dried product, uh, and it will help with, um, with uh, sustain that huge demand. And just to give you an example, uh, one of our smallest freeze-dryer uh, could dry uh, like 2,000 reaction units, uh, like tubes, uh, doing a, a single batch. Uh, whereas when uh, we talk about uh, live beads, uh, we can dry up to 20,000 units. So you can see a huge increase in uh, productivity, and this would help uh, uh, sustain, uh, uh, fulfill the, the market request. Right, okay. And what about... Um formulated products were they important in terms of what you're doing yeah so a very good that's a very good point because you know when uh, you develop a, a formulation for diagnostic application not necessarily what is good for liquid eh, it is also good for lyo so it, it is very important to formulate the product in a way that could be suitable for freeze drying so you will need to include some cryoprotectants uh, to protect against freezing and also some layer protectants to protect against uh, uh, drying. So having a, a good formulated product will be very important. And depending on the application, depending on the containers that the company will choose, either bias or well-placed, uh, uh, freeze-dried beads, uh, then it uh, will be good to have a, a very bespoke formulation uh, that could enhance uh, you know, the uh, properties of the material and also retain the activity. So we want uh, that the formulation doesn't interfere with the test. Right. Okay. Now let's talk about vaccines. You said obviously that the demand has grown, obviously, uh, or did grow uh, in the second half of the year as vaccines got uh, developed. Yeah. So again, how has vaccine development impacted the sector? Yeah. So obviously, when we talk about a uh, uh, vaccine for COVID, uh, at the moment uh, is mainly um, 
everything is dictated by liquid. So we have uh, all liquid uh, products. However, you know that um, when it comes to uh, freeze drying, because you can store the material for longer, uh, the shelf life will be extended. And also you could avoid uh, uh, the cold chain or anyway limit that could be very, very useful. So what we are doing at the moment, for example, is to develop uh, with, obviously with them, um, uh, with the companies developing uh, candidate vaccines. We are trying to develop a formulation that can be suitable for liquid for the short term and also for lyo for the mid long term. And as you can imagine, when we were talking about uh, products like uh, vaccines like um, uh, mRNA, uh, RNA, uh, vaccines, uh, uh, lipid nanoparticles, liposomes, it would be very important to have a, a better uh, storage uh, rather than uh, minus 80 or very low temperatures, increasing the, increasing the storage uh, temperatures in a way that you could, uh, for example, ship to countries where the cold chain is not so uh, available. Sure. So, so what are the main technical challenges around that, though, for vaccines? Yeah, so when, uh, when we talk about uh, uh, doing a, a good formulation for vaccines, uh, we need to obviously we need to retain the activity of the of the vaccine. Try to uh, minimize any um, any damage that drying uh, could uh, you know, could introduce to the to the product. So we want to have a good shelf life. We want to have a, uh, we want to have a, a storage, uh, possibly you know at room temperature. Um, so when we talk about uh, um, freeze drying uh, vaccines, we need also to include uh, uh, excipients uh, like cryoprotectants, lipoprotectants that could be compatible for injection uh, for the specific application. So there's um, a study behind uh, the formulation also for freeze drying. Uh, and then the next step would be develop a good uh, freeze drying protocol that could maximize you know, the uh, quality of the product. Right, okay. And is there one out there at the moment or is that something that you're developing? So it's something that we are currently de uh, co-developing. Um, so it's something that we, uh, with we, we several companies, mainly in the UK, Europe, uh, something that we are uh, currently uh, co-developing. Right, okay. Fantastic. Now, what other uh, products or applications can you support with your expertise in freeze drying? Yeah, well, freeze drying, uh, the, you know, something very good for freeze drying is the fact that you can uh, uh, span different, uh, uh, across different uh, sectors, not only pharmaceutical uh, or diagnostics, but as I said, also biotech uh, uh, or food. So, for example, something that uh, is all, all also uh, quite uh, uh, popular at the moment, uh, freeze drying uh, uh, microorganisms, bacteria, so like it could be probiotics, could be bacteria for biotherapeutics, um, human cells, uh, and also uh, like uh, human tissues uh, for you know, tissue engineering, uh, like collagen scaffolds. Uh, um, so not only pharmaceutical, like um, um, classic uh, API small molecules, uh, but also uh, cells, uh, large molecules, like uh, proteins, uh, uh, antibodies, something that is also quite... Um, something that we are currently doing, uh, um, development, uh, uh, design and development of formulation for monoclonal antibodies therapies. Uh, uh, instead of vaccine, we are focusing here on the treatment rather than on the uh, prevention. So 
yeah, different uh, different uh, uh, application. And the good thing, you know, as part of a, a CDMO, you, you don't get bored uh, uh, at any time because you know one day you talk about uh, one, pro- one product, uh, another day a completely different one. Yeah, well, a bit like me doing these interviews. I'm doing a different interview on a different subject every time, so it's very interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, looking ahead, what can you see as the future trends then for freeze dry? Well, I'm expecting uh, uh, something very similar to, uh, to last year. So what we have learned from 2020, especially diagnostics application, are very important. Uh, uh, so everything that is about diagnostics, not only for uh, COVID, but also for other, other diseases, other infections, is very, uh, has become very, very popular. So I would expect, uh, especially diagnostic sector, will keep expanding. Obviously, pharmaceuticals uh, is something that will... Uh, Steady continues to develop uh, new new drugs, uh, new uh, new APIs, and uh, surely freeze time will be becoming uh, popular uh, even more uh, than today. You mentioned the diagnostics is going to increase for other uh, diseases. So, what are there any particular sort of treatments that you have in mind that you think diagnostics are going to grow? Well, um, mainly, I can. Think about uh, uh, like infections, uh, uh, seasonally infections, or could be something a bit more, um, something more um, like uh, um, for tumor uh, cancer. Uh, I'm right. thinking about, I think about that. You know, for example, not only for diseases like uh, uh, infections, but also like uh, tumors, cancer, uh, diagnostic of, of that kind of type. Right. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that's what we've got time for, Matthew. So if you want to know more information, where can they get it? So you can uh, uh, get in touch uh, through, through our, our website, uh, which is www.biopharma.co.uk. Or if you prefer also to drop me a message on LinkedIn, uh, I'll, be, I'll be available. And then, you know, we can have a, a, a call, uh, get to know each other, try to understand uh, uh, the project requirements, uh, and then try to find a, a good uh, and tailored solution. Fantastic. All right. Well, there you have it, everyone. So I hope you learned more about freeze drying and its importance and some of the trends going on over the last 12 months and going ahead. If you would like to know more from Matea, then as he said, the link for the website will be above the video and you can get in touch with him via LinkedIn, leave a comment below the uh, video as well. And as he said, he'd be happy to answer any questions and, and help you. So uh, Matea, All that's going to say is thank you very much. It's lovely to see you again. Uh, Ciao. (laughs) Isvan, thank you very much to you too. And uh, yeah, hope to see you soon, uh, hopefully in person next time. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll (laughs) be in the not too distant future. So have a wonderful 2021. Be happy and successful as well. And uh, congratulations on the little baby as well. So, (laughs) (laughs) And to everybody who is watching, I hope you have a fantastic 2021. Thank you for watching as always. And until next time, stay well and stay safe. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.